The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. Dear listeners, celebrations for this year's Spring Festival are in full swing across China. And we would like to invite you to join the festivities and cheerful culture event with Special English. So, for this week's programme, we'll continue to share some fun customs related to this important traditional Chinese holiday and their cultural background. The speed might be slow, but the fun is real. For today's programme, we'll find out about an important ritual, especially for business people, and some great treats that the Chinese people enjoy during the Spring Festival. Who is the God of Wealth in China? Every Spring Festival, Chinese people love to greet each other with Gong Shi Fa Sai, May you become rich. People who are not familiar with the Chinese language often mistake it as the equivalent of Happy Chinese New Year. In fact, it is a blessing offered in the hope that the next year will be a prosperous one. In many parts of China, businesses usually close on the Chinese Lunar New Year's Eve and then have a grand reopening on the fifth day of the Lunar New Year, which is considered the welcome day for the God of Wealth. On this day, people worship the God of Wealth in the early morning by setting off firecrackers or fireworks, which they believe can bring fortune and wealth. Then why do businesses choose the fifth day of the Lunar New Year to greet the God of Wealth. There are various stories behind it, and the most widely told one is that this day is the birthday of Zhao Gong Ming, a Taoist god. In the 16th century classic Chinese novel Feng Shen Bang, or Investiture of the Gods, Zhao Gong Ming was a hermit with magical powers who loyally aided the dwindling embers of the collapsing Shang dynasty. He was later in charge of the business of gold, silver and jewellery and became the god of wealth in the minds of Chinese people. However, there is more than one god of wealth in Chinese culture. Another popular god of wealth is Guan Yu, a general in the Three Kingdoms period in the 3rd century. In The Romance of the Three Kingdoms, one of the four great classical novels in China, Guan Yu was depicted as a hero, a competent military general and a tenacious fighter. His trademark is his ruddy face, long beard, green battle uniform, and a 40-kilogram-long broad blade used as his weapon. He was also known for his sense of Zhongyi, meaning loyalty and righteousness. People remembered his bravery, fighting skill 
faith, and acts of justice. Business people worship Guan Yu because they need business partners who are righteous, trustworthy, and loyal. Also, business people hope to win commercial deals, just like how General Guan Yu won on the battlefield. Therefore, Guan Yu became another god of wealth. In general, the fifth day of the Lunar New Year marks the beginning of new businesses and a new life. In some parts of China, some shop owners would set up a table in front of the main entry to their shops and offer fruit, flowers, sweets, as well as tea, candles and animal sacrifices on the table to worship the god of wealth. Some even invite a lion dance team to celebrate the reopening of their business. As part of the celebration, a mascot of the god of wealth will appear and enter the shop. After the performance, the shop owner is supposed to give the mascot and the dance team red envelopes with some cash inside. They are called Hongbao in Mandarin, and as I mentioned in a previous program, wrapping money in red envelopes is expected to bestow more happiness and blessings on the recipients. In recent years, with the development of digital technology and online payments, it is becoming increasingly popular among Chinese people to send red envelopes via the messaging app WeChat. It has become a new way to greet friends and relatives during the Chinese New Year holiday. The shift from traditional red envelopes to digital ones, however, has not changed the essential spirit and value represented by red envelopes. That is the pursuit of prosperity and a better life. No matter how people celebrate this day, ultimately they all look forward to a new year filled with fortune and happiness that is free from hunger and disasters. This is Special English. Tickling your funny bone with crosstalk. Getting the humour in a culture has always been tricky for language learners. It's especially true if you are learning Mandarin Chinese. Some say Chinese is the most difficult language to pick up. Is it? Well, here's a chance to improve your sense of Chinese humour in a fun way. Let's get to know Xiangsheng, a popular stage performing art that is also known as crosstalk or comic dialogue. It is a verbal art that you may have heard before, similar to stand-up comedy performances, except with two people who talk back and forth with no special stage design. The setting is very simple, with just microphones, and sometimes a small desk at the front. 
Usually, there are no fancy costumes, except the traditional long gowns worn by the performers. There are also no music effects, nothing much besides talking. Yet, the seemingly plain stand-up act is one of the most popular comedic performing arts in China, triggering roars of laughter among audiences while being thought-provoking at the same time. Performances can be enjoyed in small tea houses or during festive celebrations on TV. You might be wondering if it's the same as stand-up comedy. Well, it's similar, but not quite the same. The shows are mostly just talking, but don't be surprised by bursts of excellent Chinese opera, songs, rapping, and even musical instruments when needed. Traditionally, there are different types of xiangshang, with the most common one performed by two people called duéko. It's like a duet, where one is the lead actor and the other playing the supporting role. They usually discuss or argue over the subject matter in a satirical and humorous manner. The earliest form of xiangshang was a monologue, a solo show, or danko in Chinese. Sometimes it's a group act called chunko. Imagine a group of stand-up comedians performing on the same stage at the same time. Yeah, like that, basically. It is generally believed that Xiangsheng originated in Beijing and the neighbouring city of Tianjin in the late Qing dynasty, roughly in the mid-1800s. At first, Xiangsheng was performed on bustling streets and then in tea houses and on stage. Later, with the arrival of radio and television, Xiangsheng began to reach audiences all across China. Xiangsheng experienced a temporary lull during the first decade of the 21st century, when a number of masters of the older generations left the stage. Luckily, thanks to a number of Xiangsheng organisations set up in the past decades, the art form is on track for a revival. They perform regularly in packed tea houses and theatres, and tickets are like gold dust. Often, those who plan to see a show need to wait online for the moment tickets go on sale, because they will sell out within seconds. So, how has this century-old traditional art survived and even managed to prosper in this day and age? The first reason is it's fun. No matter the topic, Xiangsheng is expected to make people laugh. Creators and performers try their best to produce jokes, puns and allusions that can amuse the audience. Secondly, Xiangsheng is more than just fun. The content sometimes contains 
deeper implications and is always down to earth, close to people's daily lives. Thirdly, Xiangsheng gives us the enjoyment of a wild array of art performances. It contains Sure, Shue, Do, and Chang, meaning speaking, imitating, teasing, and singing. These are the basic skills of Xiansheng performers, which are passed on from masters to apprentices. After years of apprenticeship, the apprentices need to perform with their teachers for a few seasons before striking out on their own. An old Chinese saying goes, one minute on the stage needs ten years of practice behind the scenes. So a crosstalk show is more than a play on words. It can offer the audience a colourful experience. That's also part of the reason why people are flocking back to Xiansheng theatres. Take a seat, have some tea, and be prepared to laugh the hours away. Give it a try. You're listening to Special English. What is the deal with Tang Hu Lu? Not too long ago, I watched some foodie channels online sharing recipes on how to make Tang Hu Lu at home. Tang Hu Lu. The three words worth repeating here. It is a type of sugar-coated fruit skewer that has been around forever in China and has become trendy on the internet. It drew so many people from around the world into DIYing their own Tang Hu Lu, with quite a few starting to sugarcoat just about everything edible, including candied bacon and hot chilli pepper. I think I'd like that one. Now, I'll spill the tea for you about what Tang Hu Lu is really like in China. If you've been to Beijing, Tianjin, Harbin, or some other cities in northern China in the winter, you won't fail to notice vendors selling candied Chinese hawthorn berries skewered on bamboo sticks each with five or more hawthorn berries stringed one next to the other. Worth trying if you see one and get the chance. These neatly lined up berries are dipped into a boiling mixture of sugar and water, giving the berries a shiny coat of crunchy light caramel. These days, many other fruit are also used, including strawberries, orange slices, yam beans and grapes, and others, all nicely sugar-coated, making Tang Hulu more colourful and diverse than ever. Popular as it is today, will you believe it if I tell you that Tang Hulu has been around for over 800 years? The snack is believed to have originated during the Song Dynasty, which was about 830 years ago, 
when a mysterious sickness befell the emperor's most favoured concubine. After all the court physicians had failed to find a cure, a doctor from outside was brought in and prescribed hawthorn berries simmered in sugar water for the royal lady. Surprisingly, she recovered soon after taking this prescription, and the fame of this sweet and sour remedy spread throughout China and became known later to everyday folks as Tang Hulu. I wonder what her illness might have been. Maybe just a sweet tooth. These days, however, Tang Hulu were believed to have been made with only two hawthorn berries on a bamboo skewer, with the bigger one placed on top and the smaller one at the bottom. This combination makes it look like a bottle gourd or a calabash. Therefore, the name Tang Hulu or sugar calabash as translated into English. With a fun and easily remembered name like that, I bet those who haven't had a chance to try it might have been attracted to it already. I also have to mention too that the bright colours of Tang Hulu add to its appeal and popularity, especially the deep red colour of the hawthorn berries. As many of you might already know, Red is an auspicious colour in Chinese culture and stands for happiness and prosperity. And that's also part of the reason why Tang Hulu is so welcomed in the spring festival season. From the 1st to the 15th day of the first lunar month, there are always crowds of people visiting local temple fairs in Beijing with many holding a skewer of Tang Hulu with deep red hawthorn berries in their hands. For a lot of Beijingers, seeing Tang Hulu vendors in the street is in itself an indication of the arrival of Spring Festival. People also love to buy them from indoor stands, like in supermarkets, or make them at home, for that sweet and sour taste and that crunchy bite. Now that you know what a Tang Hulu is and why the Chinese people love it so much, maybe you could grab a bite yourself or even make some at home during the holiday. This is Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap... I'll read one of the stories at normal speed. Please listen carefully. Tickling your funny bone with crosstalk. Getting the humour in a culture has always been tricky for language learners. It's especially true if you are learning Mandarin Chinese. Some say Chinese is the most difficult language to pick up, is it? Well, here's a chance to improve your sense of Chinese humour in a fun way. Let's get to know Xiangshang, a popular stage performing art that is also known as crosstalk or comic dialogue. 
It's a verbal art that you may have heard before, similar to stand-up comedy performances, except with two people who talk back and forth with no special stage design. The setting is very simple, with just microphones and sometimes a small desk at the front. Usually there are no fancy costumes, except the traditional long gowns worn by the performers. There are also no music effects, nothing much besides talking. Yet the seemingly plain stand-up act is one of the most popular comedic performing arts in China, triggering roars of laughter among audiences, while being thought-provoking at the same time. Performances can be enjoyed in small tea houses or during festive celebrations on TV. You might be wondering if it's the same as stand-up comedy. Well, it's similar, but not quite the same. The shows are mostly just talking, but don't be surprised by bursts of excellent Chinese opera, songs, rapping, and even musical instruments when needed. Traditionally, there are different types of xiangxiang, with the most common one performed by two people called duéko. It's like a duet, where one is the lead actor and the other playing the supporting role. They usually discuss or argue over the subject matter in a satirical and humorous manner. The earliest form of xiangxiang was a monologue, a solo show, or danko in Chinese. Sometimes it's a group act called chunko. Imagine a group of stand-up comedians performing on the same stage at the same time. Yeah, like that, basically. It's generally believed that xiangxiang originated in Beijing and the neighbouring city of Tianjin in the late Qing dynasty, roughly in the mid-1800s. At first, Xiangsheng was performed on bustling streets and then in tea houses and on stage. Later, with the arrival of radio and television, Xiangsheng began to reach audiences all across China. Xiangsheng experienced a temporary lull during the first decade of the 21st century when a number of masters of the older generations left the stage. Luckily, thanks to a number of Xiangsheng organizations set up in the past decades, the art form is on track for a revival. They perform regularly in packed tea houses and theatres, and tickets are like gold dust. Often, those who plan to see a show need to wait online for the moment tickets go on sale, because they will sell out within seconds. So, how has this century-old traditional art survived, and even managed to prosper in this day and age? The first reason is, it's fun. No matter the topic, Xiangsheng is expected to make people laugh. Creators and performers try their best to produce jokes, puns and illusions that can amuse the audience. Secondly, Xiangsheng is more than just fun. The content sometimes contains deeper implications and is always down to earth, close to people's daily lives. Thirdly, Xiangsheng gives one the enjoyment of a wild array of art performances. It contains shuo, shue, do and chang, meaning speaking, imitating, teasing and singing. These are the basic skills of Xiangsheng performers, which are passed on from masters to apprentices. After years of apprenticeship, the apprentices need to perform with their teachers for a few seasons before striking out on their own. An old Chinese saying goes, one minute on the stage needs ten years of practice behind the scenes. So a crosstalk show is more than a play on words. 
it can offer the audience a colourful experience. That's also part of the reason why people are flocking back to Xiansheng theatres. Take a seat, have some tea, and be prepared to laugh the hours away. Give it a try. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. And last but not least, happy Spring Festival to everybody. I wish you an auspicious, healthy and prosperous Chinese New Year. Xin Yang Kuai Le.